0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Twitter is currently valued at 15 billion. That's something to the order of a third of the 44 billion that Elon Musk paid for the platform back in 2022. Now, of course, when he paid for it, it was publicly traded. Therefore, we can define what its market value was at the time. Now it's whatever anybody will pay for it. So who knows what he'll be able to get for it if he does decide to flog it. But that valuation and the reason it has dropped has been uh, attributed to declining popularity among its users, a sense that it has lost its way, worry over some of the strategic decisions that Elon Musk has made. On the other hand, there is an argument that says that the strategic decisions that Elon Musk has made are the only things that is shifting Twitter from being horrendously in the red into something a little bit more like looking like it's in the black. Meanwhile, Mark Zuckerberg has launched a new social media app called Threads. What's interesting about Threads is there have been a series of competitors to Twitter, Mastodon being one of the the obvious ones where there was an exodus when Elon Musk first took over. But none of them had the momentum in terms of users that Meta has. And there is a sense that maybe this is the one that could cause Musk and Twitter real problems. And it seems to be a view that Musk shares because there are apparently lawsuits being threatened from Twitter to Meta about the setup of threads. So in a minute, we're going to talk to Matt Navarra, who is social media consultant, industry analyst, and one of the most respected voices on social media and the trends within that uh, industry. Before that, though... There is a clip that we have, which is a conversation between the head of TED Talks, Chris Anderson, and Elon Musk from back in April of last year, discussing Musk's bid to buy Twitter.
1: So, Elon, um, a few hours ago, you made an offer to buy Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> little bird tweeted in my ear or something, I don't know. By the way, have you seen the movie Ted about the bear? I have, I, I have. It's <laughs> a good movie. <laughs> don't mention that here. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, yeah, so, uh, was there a question? <laughs> why, why, why make that offer? Oh, so, um, well, I think it's very important for uh, there to be An inclusive arena for free speech, uh, where all. So uh, yeah, Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. Um, So uh, it's just really important that people have the both the uh, the reality and the perception uh, that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. Um, And You know, so one of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm um, and make any changes uh, to people's tweets, you know, if they're emphasized or de-emphasized, that action should be be made apparent so anyone can see that that action has been taken. So there's there's no sort of behind-the-scenes manipulation, either algorithmically or manually. Um, Last week when we spoke, Elon, um, I asked you whether you were thinking of taking over. You said, no way. You said, I, I do not want to own Twitter. It is a recipe for misery. <laughs> everyone will blame me for everything. What on earth changed? No, I think, I think everyone will still blame me for everything. <laughs> yeah. If, something, if, if I acquire Twitter and something goes wrong, it's my fault, 100%. <laughs>
0: So that's Elon Musk talking to Chris Anderson about the purchase of Twitter. We're joined by Matt Navarra, uh, one of the most respected social media consultants and industry analysts that there is. Matt, good morning. Morning. Matt, can we go back to, can you unpick some of the truth and fallacy around all of this? First of all, Musk's decision to buy it, did he actually want it or did he get railroaded into it by the lawsuit from the directors when he tried to pull back out?
2: I think he's actually gone on record and said that ultimately he, by the end of the whole thing, he didn't really want to buy it, and certainly not at the price that was, um, he was. Committing to at that time. And so, yeah, I think we know that much, but he's now got it and he is um, trying to do the best with that. Best being his version of best, not maybe the rest of the world's version of the best. And we're in a situation where we've got a platform that was always struggling to make any money. It's, I think it's made profit only a couple of years. And it was uh, always a place for quite a lot of toxicity and harassment and things. But it also was a great place for connecting with news and, and it was, co- you know, a place where people went um, to see what's going on in the world in real time, it it held a unique space in the social media ecosystem. And it still does to a degree. But I think now where where we are is that people are increasingly finding that the platform is more toxic. And Elon Musk's behavior and choices on the platform are are not aligned to maybe what people who've been on Twitter for a long time want and expected. And so there's this big, big discontent. And that big discontent is what's left a great opportunity for Mark Zuckerberg to fly in and see if he can do better
0: and of course it's worth saying that in in some social media they're influential because of their access to users but twitter probably uniquely has massive purchase among other media so things that happen on twitter and the way that twitter treats news and current affairs then bleeds into other media and it can have a disproportionate effect on social discourse on political discourse on all of that kind of thing so it is it is significant beyond its user base can I go back to what you said about it never having particularly made money? Did it need to, or did it? was it okay that it was able to just grow that user base exponentially and that was what it was measured on?
2: well it, it also hadn't done that particularly well in recent years you know its growth hadn't been huge they were before it was taken over there was discussion with the the old management that they wanted to try and take it to another I think it had another hundred million in a year or something or, or in a short space of time and it wasn't getting anywhere close to that so it was stagnating in terms of growth it was um, it wasn't making a great deal of money ultimately any business if you're not there unless you're a not-for-profit charity or you know public se- sector you, you're there for, for making revenue um, revenue at the ultimately and and that's not changed. Um, and what Elon Musk has done, you know, he's got rid of three quarters of the workforce. He's, you know, really cut back on any what he believes are non-essentials, which for him, non-essentials include, you know, safety. Um, and then uh, introduced a lot of people that were suspended from the platform years and years ago, um, and then proceeded to try and find a way to charge people, which he is doing with Twitter Blue subscriptions, um, and not really offer a lot of new value back. And people have got to the point. Where where they're like, with, I'm now being asked to pay for a platform and it's got worse than it was before and it's more buggy than it was before and it's just on a, handing Mark Zuckerberg a gift really of an opportunity because Mark Zuckerberg has been on the record years and years ago saying you know, that it was like they are um, they were driving a clown car into a gold mine, they don't know what they're doing, they've no, really not made the most of it and he thought he could do better and so now he's going to try and prove that he can and the initial signs are that he may well do but I will add just just to add to that, yesterday, um, um, Adam Mosseri, who's the head of Instagrams, come out and said that they don't have any aspirations to do anything to attract hard news and politics from, um, to the platform. That's not what they're going to do, which is a surprising thing because up until today, we were or yesterday, we were thinking they were, were really wanted to do everything that Twitter did, and news is a big part of that. Well, now it seems certainly on the record, they're not suggesting they're going to try and attract that. So we'll see what happens.
0: Can I, in a sec, I'd like to get your analysis of Threads. And, and what the, the strategy is there. Before that, where you talked about um the, the clown car into, what did you say, they drove a clown car into, what was it they drove it into?
2: Goldmine. A gold gold drove The clown yeah. car
0: into the gold mine. One of the difficulties with analysing anything to do with Elon Musk is that thing of, is this moronic or is it ingenious? And are we judging it correctly? Talk to me a bit about the Twitter blue, the verification, because on the one hand, it appears that he attempted to sell something that simply didn't sell at all but on the other, he has surely saved Twitter millions by getting them out from manpower-driven verification of users. And that in itself has to be worth doing.
2: Well, I think that the in terms of the cost of verifying people, I think that was you know, insignificant, really. The, the stuff, the, the cutting of staff, I, I don't doubt that there was a, a huge amount of inefficiency in the organisation and they probably were overstaffed um, for, for the operation. But to go from whatever it was, 7,000 members of staff to down to 1,500 or something like that is a significant uh, thing. And to get rid of a lot of policy people, comms people, and particularly the safety people is, is a risky thing to do. But, you know, they had to make cuts because he's got a huge debt amount to 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 to, um, to, get, um, to get rid of, but in terms of the Twitter blue the verification, you know I think that the move to charging people for verification, although you could say it's been vindicated because many other platforms have now started to charge for verification as well, I still think that it's destroyed a lot of the value of verification because verification serves as a purpose to say these are accounts that are notable, that are worth following. These are people that are, for whatever reason, are significant and have got uh, interesting things to say or key important public figures. and Now, anyone can buy verification and so when you see a blue tick it's Pretty meaningless. All it really means is someone has paid and therefore you've got some level of confidence that they're a real person. But that's only gonna be some value in terms of, you know, removing bots and, and making sure everyone thinks it's a real person you're talking to if everyone is verified. And at the moment I think the last figures were between six to eight hundred thousand uh, people on Twitter are paid for Twitter Blue out of the three hundred odd million members. So you know it's an insignificant amount. And the rest of the benefits of Twitter Blue are pretty measly. It's like bookmarking folders and change the color of the icon and you can have a bit longer tweets and things and for most people i say the majority of people there there's not a lot of value in that certainly not 11 12 euros or whatever it is a month so yeah
0: Explain then the threat or the threat of of uh, Meta's threads, because I've always had the sense, maybe wrongly, that there was a certain collegiality among the sort of the tech giants and they didn't tend to go bald headed for each other. Is this a change to that?
2: Well, yes, I think to some degree it is, but then also Meta's got, and some of the other platforms as well, but Meta particularly has got a track record of copying and cloning features that it wants for itself because it recognises that it's going to be popular and then making itself its own and then iterating on it and introducing it to its billions of users. And they did that famously, obviously, with stories from Snapchat. And now we're seeing here is a slightly more significant move where I think it's quite a unique move because Twitter is in a very unique position given where it's come from and where it is today that it is now uh, given Mark the opportunity to create something that fills a void, that people feel is left by, this kind of changes that Twitter has made that people are unhappy with, and that uh, he also feels he can do something different and better. But the challenge for Meta is, not necessary to kill Twitter, and I don't think that's their goal. They've said as much; it's not to kill Twitter. They don't think they will kill Twitter. What they are hoping to do is to make something that is similar to Twitter, which is a text-based social network, but also that appeals to the people that never joined Twitter because Twitter was fairly niche. In the fact, it was you know three hundred billion compared to two two billion plus on some of the other platforms is quite small, and so they're hoping to appeal to people that maybe would typically use Instagram and Facebook and other apps as. Well as the people that are unhappy and feel disenfranchised by Twitter, and if they can do that, they'll be onto something very, very big. And I think it, they, there's, there's been suggestion that it could add between one to five percent um, um, to their bottom line revenue um, in the next couple of years if they're successful. And I think this weekend we're going to see them hit a hundred million users or signups um, in the first. What's well, that? That'll be the first three or four days of them wow. being in operation, the fastest growing platform in the world ever beating ChatGPT, which was the, the, the last record holder.
0: And that's without even being launched in Europe because it's US and UK. When When is it coming to Europe? Do we know?
2: We don't know, um, because obviously the um, UK, which is where I'm based, is, is slightly separate because we're now out of all of that. And so we get to have access to it. But the rest of the EU doesn't for GDPR reasons, because unless the app um, and platform, you know, seeks the permission for all of the different parts of data for uh, it, that it processes, it can't, you know, operate. And therefore, it's now not allowed to be released. There are workarounds. People are actually still using threads in Europe if you use VPNs and other tools to get around it. But in terms of when will it come into play, who knows? They're saying that they're working on it. I can't imagine it's going to be any time soon. I.e. It's not going to be in the next few weeks or maybe not even the next few months because it's quite a technical area to figure out in terms of data privacy. And they've got other, other court cases against them in, in terms of data privacy in Europe and Germany, particularly at the moment as well. So I think that, yes, that is a significant gap. But, you know, if they can get to 100 million signups on an app in four days and Twitter's total user base is in the 300s of millions, Then you know, this is like a third third of what Twitter's got in a couple of days. That would be quite worrying, I would think, if you were Elon Musk.
0: Now, the only thing with Elon Musk is, whatever you think about the manner in which he is running his uh, various different businesses, his track record of pulling it off is fairly remarkable. Whether you look at PayPal, whether you look at Tesla, because Tesla came in for extraordinary criticism and a massive short positions against it, and it has managed to stay going. Likewise, SpaceX... Is he actually the genius that he clearly thinks he is?
2: I do think he's extremely clever. I think, we, you know, you can see that from the success he's had. He's been very successful in, in, in most of the businesses that he's been in, and the, the, the areas and in the industries he's chosen to, to operate in are not ones that many would want to be in because they're quite challenging ones to get, make money from, you know, making money from in space travel or space exploration or whatever, and, and rockets, and also figuring out how to make electric cars in an electric car business. Um, that's, they're, they're pretty tough. So I don't doubt his uh, intellectual prowess. I'm, I just feel that Twitter stands out. If you line up all of his businesses, they all look very technical, engineering-wise. They're much they're, they're different types of operations. Twitter's completely different in the sense it's about people, it's about culture, it's about you know, interaction, engagement, social. And I, I just don't know if he understands people particularly well in the, in the sense of what he would need to to understand how best to operate a platform that is all about people in social engagement. And for that reason, I think that's why when he's making his decisions and I'm thinking, well, he's he's a smart guy. He makes a lot of money and he's got these really complex businesses. Surely he's got some genius plan. And I think that I don't think he has. And I think and that that's been proven by the decisions he's made and just how unhappy people are. I don't think suddenly we're going to wake up in months, six months' time and go, ah, oh, it, all, it all makes sense. It was a genius plan and now it's come together. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sceptical whether that we're going to see any dramatic improvement in, in Twitter in, in, in the short to medium term anyway. So
0: are you likewise sceptical that he'll ever get his money back?
2: Well, on the basis of what I just said, you'd have to say, yeah, I am skeptical, um, because it's already had a write down, hasn't it? I think it's, so, you know, what it was worth before versus what they think it's worth now. Then you've got a new challenger that's come into the play. And if once they, if it continues to kind of get traction, that platform, and then they get, build the ad platform onto that, plat, um, onto, um, threads. That becomes quite serious then because at the moment there isn't an ad platform and we don't know if it's got traction. That changes the 90% of the revenue that um, Twitter makes, which is from advertising, is really under threat then. And unless he can find in the next 12 to 18 months a way to kind of reduce the reliance on ad revenue or change the platform to make it far more attractive, then he's going to start losing that money. And then, then things will become very tricky. Matt?
0: Thank you very much. That is Matt Navarro, social media consultant and industry analyst.
2: The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at
0: 9 on News Talk.